Hey guys, you're listening to the Enough Podcast. I'm Jennifer, a wife, mama four, an author. I love having one-on-one conversations with women, talking about our identity in Christ. But most of all, I am completely in love with Jesus. And I'm Courtney, a wife, a mom, and a West Texas woman with a passionate love for Jesus. We declare we've had enough and discuss how we are enough. Hey there, guys. This week, our episode is going to be a little bit interesting. We are talking about how to Bible study. Mm, One of the oldest questions in the Christian faith ever since the Bible was written. We're like, how do we study this? Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, is that both Courtney and I have been struggling severely this week. So hard. Struggling so bad. Like, guys, a little bit of backstory on me. If this is your first podcast episode that you're tuning into. Hi, my name's Courtney, and I like to do things in extremes. Uh, (laughs) When I was growing up, I got it in my mind that I was going to read my Bible every night. And from the age of seven till the age of 18, I did every single night. Some nights I would only read one chapter Sometimes I would pick the shortest Psalm in the entire Bible to read that one chapter so that I could have said that I read one chapter of the Bible at night. And other nights I read four to five chapters because, you know, if you read four to five chapters of the Bible a night, you're going to read through the Bible in a year. And that feels like a great big gold star on my Christian progress report, right? Like I read the Bible in a year Mm -hmm. and if that every year for 20 years, guess what? I read the Bible 20 times. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that is the, the reading the word every single day was like a huge part of my life, but it was more of a check off the box than it was eating daily bread, my nourishment, my breath of life. I was just doing it for the Christian progress report. Mm hmm. And now fast forward, I'm much older than 18 and my, my life looks a lot different, obviously. Mm -hmm. And my schedule is such that getting in the word has become incredibly difficult. And honestly, my motivation is almost sub-zero because of everything going on in my heart right now. Every time I open the word and read the promises of God, instead of them bringing me joy and hope, the enemy's twisting them into making me feel discontent with Mm -hmm. where I am right now. Mm -hmm. And for me, I started my hormone treatment about a month ago and it has really taken its toll on my mind. This is something that it was playing with my mind before I even, it even fully got into my system. And I have been in more of a depression after cancer has been finished. And it's made it really hard for me to, I I don't even know how to say this because I want to dig into the Bible. I want to learn, 
But at the same time, I almost feel like my heart can't handle anymore. And it's a really straight, like I cling to verses and I'm, I'm listening to my worship music and I'm doing my battle plan. And very truthfully, I have been looking more at the fear of what this medication is doing to me than I have been how God can use anything and still get the glory from it. And it has been a shift inside of me trying to learn over the past month how to manage and how to work past this when there's now a chemical difference inside of my body. So studying the Bible has been harder for me. Um, and honestly, I feel like the, the worst person to be talking about this right now. <laughs> Jen, you are not the worst person to be talking about this. And here's the reason why we're sharing what we're going through. It's crazy that we are kind of going through the same thing at the same time. Mm -hmm. I, we're sharing this with you to encourage you because there will be seasons where you do really enjoy reading your Bible and getting Mm -hmm. in the word and spending time with God in the morning. And there will be seasons when you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's those seasons where you don't that fighting through the discomfort of not wanting to do it gives you strength. Yeah. You get stronger when you do the hard thing. Yeah. You don't get stronger when you do the easy thing. So what are some things you can do if the idea of sitting down, getting quiet with God, just, it feels like almost a magnet a magnet that's being pushed away instead of drawn towards it. If you feel like reverse polarity magnet towards your quiet time with God, what are some things you can do to help break that cycle? Yeah. So we wanted to share a few things with you all that have helped us over the last several years. Um, Like I said, right now I'm kind of in a, I I need a new battle plan. So I'm still digging out my new battle plan, but I will, I, we wanted to share with you the things that have the different ideas that have helped us in the past. So maybe you're in the, that phase of life right now where you are struggling to get into the Bible because maybe it feels like a place of condemnation to you. Um, And maybe it seems like every time you open the Bible, it's nothing but rules and regulations, or maybe You've read the Bible Mm -hmm. through so many times and you don't know what else you can possibly pull out of it. Or you open up your Bible and all you see with every verse you read is an opportunity to mess up and in a place where you don't measure up. Yeah. Just recently, I just purchased a new Bible because I felt like I needed a change. I felt like I needed something more that was going to get me excited every single day that was going to push me in a new way that I had not been pushed before. So it's a different kind of study Bible where it now has devotionals in it and it has all kinds of other things in it where I felt like this was, and it had different, it had different plans in it and it had um, all kinds of new things. Like it's a massive Bible. So it has all kinds of things in it. And honestly, when I got it, it, it put me to tears because I was so excited And I have absolutely found that sometimes a new Bible is the perfect thing 
to break me out of my rut, out of my, oh, I can't, I just can't do this another day. My grandmother gave me an absolutely beautiful gift one Christmas. She gave me a, a Bible that is read through the Bible in a year. And this Bible had a little portion of the Old Testament, a little portion of the New Testament, a little portion of Proverbs and Psalms, all with the date on it. So like August 25th, this is what you would read. August 26th, this is what you would read. And if you just read through that, if you just read each segment every day, you would get through the Bible in a year. And this was really good for me in a season where I didn't have the self-discipline to follow a plan that I picked, like picked up off the internet saying, read these chapters. It just, this Bible had it organized for me so that I could Mm -hmm. read through it. There are seasons where that is almost too much, where I will just burn through that day's reading, not really absorb any of it, but just burn through it so that I could say that I read it. (laughs) Um, Another thing that has helped break me out of a rut is something as simple as a really short Bible study. When consuming large portions of the word of God feels so heavy and and undoable, like I can't overwhelming. Like I just can't do it. Having some, I'm so grateful for the hundreds of thousands of people who have gotten into passages of scripture and created Bible studies that walk you through certain passages Mm -hmm. that allow you to dig deep into a verse where you may not have been able to dig deep into it by yourself. Yeah. A couple of Bible studies that have been a huge help to me are The Armor of God by Priscilla Shire, Discerning the Voice of God, and Seamless by Angie Smith. Um, Those are three that I have dug into. Um, I'm also in the process of working on Gideon, also by Priscilla Shire, that has just been amazing. They take verses and you're able to get them. Look at them from a different angle. Yes. You look at verses and you're able to look at them so much different than you would have never thought before. And it's really exciting to dig into it from somebody else's perspective, because inside of your heart, if you're already hidden God's word in your heart, you're going to have truth inside of you. So you'll be able to decipher whether what you're hearing is truth or whether it's someone's mm-hmm. opinion. Um And these Bible studies have been full of truth that I have just absolutely loved. And, you know, they're for for different things. So discerning the voice of God is obviously learning to hear more about God. Um, Gideon is really good about leadership. And so that was one that my husband and I were doing together because of our ministry. And of course, I also relate to him um, because of him. He was hiding like when God came, God came to him um, and he thought he was the lowest of the low. He felt like, how can God use me? And I can relate to that a lot. Being an introvert, I can absolutely relate to why would God want to use me? I feel the lowest of the low. Um, so the fact that God uses the lowly, he uses those that are hiding. And that's, that's encouraging to me. So, and then seamless is a Bible study about 
um, how God's word is seamless. And so I've been get, digging into that one this year. And that one has been really, really good. It starts from Genesis and goes all the way through the Bible. And another thing that has helped me in the past break out of my rut has been to go back and read my favorite Sunday school stories from the Bible. Mm -hmm. David and Goliath, reading it as an adult, going back and reading those verses for myself, because I like the story of David and Goliath. Who doesn't? Mm -hmm. Um, A recent Bible study about that particular story that I really enjoyed was Giants Will Fall by Louis Giglio. His perspective of that story is amazing. And reading Noah's Ark, reading the story of Esther, reading all of these different stories that I've known my whole life as someone who grew up in a Christian household It feels so comforting. And yet I always read through it, even though I know these stories backwards, forwards, sideways and upside down, reading them again afresh. I I always find one detail that I missed before that hits pretty hard. And that is really fun. And it can be super fun to underline that particular thing that hit you hard and write the date next to it and go back years later and just see a date where that thing stuck out to you two years ago. That has been super fun. I'm a horrible journaler. That is the extent of my Bible journaling, (laughs) (laughs) underlining and writing a date. (laughs) But maybe you are a journaler, you know, maybe you are the type of person that would absolutely love getting a Bible journal or a a Bible that you can actually journal in. Um, I've gotten those for my kids. My kids are super artistic and for them to actually be able to either write a verse that stood out to them and their pretty calligraphy that they're learning on the side or coloring in like a little flowery thing that they've gotten over there. You know, I, I kind of used to have a bad taste for that thinking, Oh no, you shouldn't do things like that in the Bible. But you know, when you, when you think about it, then it's actually been a huge way of, for my kids specifically for getting it in their heart because Uh they're enjoying getting into it and they're loving being able to make it personal. Like they're, they're getting it inside of them in their young ages. So, and we've been told for years that in order to retain information, it can be really helpful to read it, say it and write it. So Mm -hmm. when you write something down, it embeds it better in your brain. Yeah. And that's really cool that your kiddos are taking such pains to make the words beautiful Mm -hmm. as they write. That is amazing. I wish I was that person. (laughs) Can I just be your kids, Jen? (laughs) Now, we have been talking a lot about reading the Bible from the perspective of somebody who has always had this in their, in their world that the, there was always a Bible available, just sitting there staring at them, waiting to be read. Mm -hmm. Maybe your situation is a little bit different. Maybe you are new to digging into God's word, but let's be honest. The Bible is a huge book Mm -hmm. and it's a little bit intimidating, a little daunting. Like those pages are thin and the words 
words are all really crammed together. Like, mm-hmm. and it's still like a really thick, hefty volume. And you're just like, I'm supposed to know all of this. Especially when you get no. stuck in like Leviticus and Deuteronomy and you're getting stuck in the laws and, oh yeah. And then the genealogy and numbers. <laughs> and it seems like, oh my goodness, how can I ever get through this? You know? <laughs> so, so I'm sorry, Courtney, go ahead and finish what you were trying to say. No, I carried away. I absolutely agree with you. That has been my pitfall over and over and over. I start January one, Genesis one, one. And I'm like, by March, I'm done. I am like so buried deep in the old Testament trying to start from cover to cover. Mm -hmm. Mm. Ooh, that's hard. That's when I really enjoyed the the Bible that my grandmother gave me where it like sprinkled in other stuff yeah. too, yeah. <laughs> like a little bit of New Testament and whatnot. But if you are brand new to the word of God, one of the pieces of advice that I was given back when I was seven, that was absolutely invaluable to me was to start with the gospels, start in Matthew, mm-hmm. then go to Mark and go yep. to Luke then go to John and those chapters and just reading those for a while really embedded deep in my heart, Jesus love for me and my love for Jesus. Mm -hmm. So if you need a place to start, don't, don't do the thing where you drop the Bible and like, let it open and then just start reading from there. Not saying that that hasn't been helpful to people in the past, but my Bible always opens up in the middle of like Haggakuk <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's not, I've never had anything profound for me happen that way, but opening up to Matthew, Ephesians. Mark, Luke, or John. Ephesians is another really good one Ooh, to get into. Ephesians, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. Especially Ephesians one and two, if you're struggling with identity. And Philippians is absolutely incredible. James. Um, Um, I like James. He's feisty. mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's also so many different, and I know most people already know all the different formats of reading your Bible through in a year. Um, But one that I just recently learned from this new Bible that I just got was where they actually took one from, like you read a a chapter or so out of the prophets and then you read one out of the Psalms and then you, or Proverbs or Ecclesiastes, and then you read something out of the New Testament, and then you're reading something from the the laws and everything so that you're getting um, a different form of, so that you're not hearing the same same story. Yes. It's the same story over and over, but you're hearing it from all the different places in the Bible. Yes. So so you're not getting stuck in the laws and you're not getting stuck in the genealogies. You're actually getting to learn something from the prophets and from the the new testament and the psalms which is super encouraging and and proverbs that's full of wisdom and um so i thought that was a really unique way of doing that and then another way is doing it um chronologically so jen and i have chit-chatted for many minutes about game plans hacks ways to get into the bible even when you don't feel like you need to. And you may be asking yourself, guys, come come on. Is this really necessary? Like, I, I know as Christians who love Jesus, we're supposed to get into the Bible. But do, come on, do I really have to? 
And this is what I have to say to that because this is something I have to tell myself all the time. <laughs> the Bible is not cake for special occasions. It is daily bread. Mm-hmm. And when I eat my portion of daily bread every day, it changes the day. And when I don't eat my daily bread, I can tell that my soul is hungry and I start trying to fill that void with other things. Guess what? Other things don't satisfy. They kind of poison. And I have, I am 100% guilty of this. I have been trying to consume more social media to, to make myself feel better. Instead of filling myself up with the word of life, filling myself up with things that won't satisfy me, it's been, it's been messing with me. It's been wrecking my day. So this is where I kind of have to buckle down, get a little bit disciplined and make myself, even when I don't want to, even if it's only reading one chapter of Psalms, the shortest chapter with the three verses, even doing that is better than going a day without eating my daily bread. Mm -hmm. And if you're the kind of person that has been reading the Bible for years and maybe it's grown a little bit stale, maybe you've been doing it for so long that it, you feel like, you know, the Bible from cover to cover and you feel like what else could you possibly get out of this? Well, I also want to, to encourage you in this, that if you have already hidden God's word in your heart and you know, truth I want to challenge you to maybe for a day, get out of the Bible and get outside and just look up and speak his name and just worship. Sometimes when we change things up a little bit, I I feel like a lot of times we feel like it's that rule that we have to do every single day is to get into into the Bible. And I feel like that traps us sometimes and it becomes stale. It becomes almost a drudgery to have to sit and do that. So instead, if you're thinking, what does my soul need today? Because honestly, if you'll really look deep inside of your heart, what does God want? Does he want you to have that rule? He, he came to abolish the rules. He, he actually, he tried to get rid Mm -hmm. of all of those rules and regulations when he came So if we will take all those rules rules and regulations and think, what is it that God wants to do inside of my heart today? What does my soul need to be filled with him? So maybe that's opening a different kind of a book that's going to help you look at things a little bit differently. Maybe it's getting outside, like I've already said, and taking a walk and looking around at creation and thinking, wow, what an amazing God that someone who created all this beauty also created me and that that same person that created so many billions of people and this beautiful earth lives inside of me and just let that sink in and let the sweetness of his presence sit with you. Maybe it's getting on your knees and praying for the entire time. Um, Whatever that looks like for you, I feel like having a relationship with Jesus is not just getting inside the Bible. Don't get me wrong. Getting inside of the Bible is absolutely necessary because it's how we those get are to the words. know him. 
It's how we get to know him. Yes. But I feel like just don't get stuck that that's what you have to do because God can work in so many different ways. If you'll look and you can get to know God in so many amazing ways. If you'll just open your eyes to what God is trying to teach you all around you. I know it can kind of sound like Jen and I are saying almost two different things that you almost can't do both at the same time. But the center of what we're saying is choosing relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. You can go to extremes on either side. If you are just trying to grit down and stay in the word and read the word, even when you don't want to, but you're doing it with the heart of legalism, you're missing Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you are walking outside, breathing in God's creation, worshiping him, but you never have hidden God's word in your heart, mm-hmm. you've gone way far on the spirituality side of things. God gave us both. Mm-hmm. You You need both. You need to be able to, yeah, you have to be able to just, and that's, that's the part that I want to stress so much is that you need to have a relationship with him. Like that's the whole point of even reading the Bible is having that relationship. Right. And if you're not like, so that means you have to listen. That means you have to, you're opening your heart. You're opening your mind into Lord. What should I do today? What does my soul need? The Bible is a starting place. That's our foundation. That's where we get to know Jesus. Like you just said, that's where, I mean, the words written in red, that's exactly what Jesus said. And I, I, I've spent so much time actually reading through just the words in red, um, because I wanted to know, especially at a turning point in my life where I was trying to get rid of the rules and the regulations and the perfection of the, and the, the so-called professional Christian, I didn't want to have that anymore. I wanted just Jesus and Jesus only. So I paid close attention to what Jesus said. And when he came, what was he trying to do? Mm-hmm. Because that's the new law. Like I don't yeah. even want to say it as the new law he, because he was trying to get rid of the law. Well, and he was making it personal. Covenant. Yeah. He made covenant. it covenant. There we go. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode. We just want to encourage you as busy as life gets and as hard as life gets and as heavy as things can feel sometimes, Mm -hmm. don't let a day go by where you're excluding Jesus from your life whether that's intentionally or unintentionally. And lately I've been falling into the unintentionally excluding him category. And honestly, I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to this podcast multiple times in the upcoming weeks. So I, I pray that this is helpful and encouraging to you. Yeah. We just want to encourage you guys to find a relationship with Jesus because Jesus is so good y'all. And He's everything. We, he is absolutely everything. And he is worth taking the time to make sure that you check in with him every single day. Like the Bible says, pray without ceasing. That means it's just like talking to him at the drop of a hat at every little turn, just talking to him. And he loves to hear your voice. Guys, if you ever need anything from us, 
please feel free to message us over on Instagram, enough pod. We're enough pod on Instagram. Check us out. <laughs> or enough pod ladies at gmail.com. Remember when the going gets tough and you don't feel like you're enough. Remember you are enough. Remember you are enough.